0: All the latest updates, news, and scores from your local and regional sports. This is Sports Talk on 92 WICB Ithaca. Good
1: evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of WICB Sports Talk, your home for the latest sports, news, scores, and storylines from the Ithaca area. I'm your host, Farrell Hudson. Tonight, we take a look at a wide range of sports here in Ithaca, recapping their last week as well as chatting with some of the student-athletes as well. Coming up, we'll hear from Ithaca field hockey goalkeeper Alex Clough on her recent success to begin her senior season. Let's begin with this past week in Ithaca athletics. We begin on the hardwood. Ithaca volleyball continues to stay hot, defeating the 13-2 Eastern Eagles on Friday night in four sets at Ben Light Gymnasium. Yesterday, the Bombers followed up with a 3-0 sweep of Union in their first Liberty League matchup of the season to improve to 12-3, and winning their seventh straight contest. Over to the gridiron, where the Bombers soundly defeated Hobart 24-14, yesterday afternoon at Butterfield Stadium. Senior running back Jalen Leonard Osborne led the way with a season-high 155 rushing yards along with a touchdown. The Bombers advanced to 3-1 on the season, traveling to RPI for their second Liberty League matchup of the season next Saturday. Now we'll hear an exclusive segment from the WICB football crew, who got a chance to speak with play-by-play and color commentator for Ithaca Bomber football, Kyle DeSantis, recapping the win over Hobart yesterday. Take it away, guys.
2: bombers win their third straight game to improve to three and one on the season guys this bomber team looks better and better every week it it just really does and you know let's let's just let's just open this game out and start with kind of some of the the superstars who we've been talking you know about on this on this podcast the last few weeks and let's start with we'll start with uh, Sam Klein you know Sam Klein wide receiver one for this Ithaca bombers team when we first came in he was a guy that you know we didn't really expect to kind of develop into this role, we kind of expected Julian Dumaga to take that Mikey Anderson role from last year, but it's been Sam Klein, and it, you know, Sam Klein just added, you know, more and more every week to, you know, why he is the wide receiver one, six catches, 73 yards and a touchdown. Can we, let's just let's just talk a little bit about how good he's been for this team. Who who wants to start us off?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll start us off. Um, you know, Connor, we got the chance to interview him last week, and um, you know, he he pretty much said he's taken a whole different approach um this year than he did last year he understands his role um you know it's it's more it's more it's, it's a little more pressure on him but he's understanding the role he's building chemistry with aj wingfield which is huge and you know going down the stretch him in that uh him and wingfield that connection is gonna be crucial
3: yeah it was like his performance yesterday was so good me and tommy were on the sideline and every catch that was like a clutch catch. It was always Sam Klein. Parker would be on the sideline. He'd be like, who was that? And he was like, of course it was Sam Klein. Yeah. I think he's really shown his wide receiver one. He, I mean, he, he had 73 total receiving yards yesterday. It was really one touchdown. Yeah. It was really just his game.
2: Just absolute dominance, and Kyle, you've had the you know the pleasure to watch him off of these games so far. What's it kind of been like, you know, being able to watch this man cook? You know, some would say watch him cook, of
4: course. I mean, for for Klein, he was someone who, at least last year, a lot of the the people, especially me on the on the crew, expected him to play a bigger role. He didn't really kind of live up. I wouldn't say to the hype, but especially in the preseason workouts, he was he was a name. That really came up, especially connecting and working with A.J. Wingfield. And it's honestly no shock that he's stepped more into a bigger role. I understand Dumaga might have been the the first name that came to a lot of people's minds after Mikey Anderson was not especially on the team after graduating. But at least with talking with Coach Terper, he's turning into more of a, a blocking role, especially a receiver. Terper actually calls him the best blocker specifically in that wide receiving room. So at least for the entire the outlook, I should say, for Klein and Dumaga and even Nick Mato's getting in there as well. It's working for this Bombers team. Yeah, it
2: definitely is working. And you know, whatever gets you wins at the end of the day is what you want. And you know, Sam Klein has been a huge part uh, getting this Bomber team some wins. But another guy who's been, you know, really, really stepping up as of late is Jalen Leonard Osborne. I mean, he's a guy that I feel like we talk about every week here on on this podcast. And it's rightly so. I mean, you know, he's he's what we've labeled him before as a Joker. You know, he goes out there, he can play receiver, he can play running back. You know, he's he's always out there. It seems like, and he's always just you know he's there, and he does he makes big plays, just like last game.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's such a versatile player. You know, he could play receiver um, one game, and then then you, he's your starting running back the next, and we've seen it. You know, we saw it yes uh, yesterday when he ran the ball for 155 yards. You know, um, but that big run definitely solidified the win for Ithaca, the 79-yard touchdown. And, uh, yeah, it, it was tied for eighth in, eighth in program history, the longest rushing touchdown. So it, he's really proven to be a key factor on that offense.
3: Yeah, I'm going to agree. Um, he really stepped up yesterday. And I feel like we talk about this a lot with, like, people – every week we talk about people that need to step up in games. And I think j definitely did step up. I mean, like Tommy said, he had that 79 uh, – yard touchdown that really solidified the win for Ithaca at that point we were all like, Okay, like Ithaca needs to do something here and J Lo was able to get that touchdown. So yeah, I think he really stepped up and was able to show that he really can be a versatile player.
4: And it's really been interesting, at least looking at Leonard Osborne, his season, really got the start where it was a mix of both rushing and receiving opportunities where as now, especially in the last two weeks, Alfred and Hobart, he's gotten more then 20 rushes each and in both of those times he's been able to go over 70 yards obviously the career day yesterday at the time of the recording for 155 had that long score 79 yards but he's also able to continue to get those receiving reps again he's gotten six catches specifically rather specifically in the last two weeks he's able to continue to work in that flex spot, and he's really, again, found that groove and found his role on this Bombers team.
2: Yeah, it would be great to own Jane Leonard Osborne in fantasy. I mean, the the <laughs> numbers this guy is putting up is, is, you know, great. I mean, you see that increased role, and, you know, that's obviously due to the loss of Jake Williams, you know, in that Ithaca backfield, but Leonard Osborne has really kind of stepped up and been huge for this team, and, you know, you just look at i mean i'm just looking at this guy's stats i mean 155 rushing yards and 26 receiving yards if i'm doing math correctly in my head i think that's 181 all-purpose yards last week against alfred 77 yards on the ground 67 yards in the air or sorry through the receiving game that right there is i think 144 if i'm doing my math correctly um which i just got the thumbs up from kyle so Smitty's i mean he's
3: a mathematician so out here. you know
2: nope. <laughs> yeah you know i'll flex on my math skills you know um but you know he's just you know he's he's balling out he's balling out and that's really all that we can say I mean he's doing his job he's one of, he's definitely been one of the the best playmakers on the team and I love that you know the J Lo nickname Nicole I mean <laughs> just just coming out with J Lo I mean this is the new J Lo I mean we we for that this is the our football J-Lo. team for sure
3: yeah like a couple weeks ago all the like the guys on the football team would be like yeah like J Lo and I'd be like why are they talking about Jennifer Lopez right now <laughs> but then I was like wait Jalen Leonard Osborne now like. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, It makes sense. Of course,
2: it makes sense. Um, You know, moving from the offensive side of the ball, we'll talk about A.J. Wingfield in a little bit, but I kind of want to move to the defensive side of the ball and highlight another, you know, huge playmaker this game. Not just this game, actually, this entire season, and that's Ben Stola. I mean, Ben Stola, we talked about him. You know, this is another guy that we've talked about on this podcast, it seems like, every week, but it's for a right reason. I mean, 17 tackles for this guy, three-and-a-half tackles for loss. Uh, fumble recovery and a sack for Ben Solo this game. I mean, he's just really filling, you know, that loss, Matt DeSimplicis' role in this Ithaca defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said it's 17 tackles against Hobart. That's that's impressive, you know, 43 tackles already in the season. Um, dude's been all over the field, you know, sideline to sideline. Um, he's hitting holes. He's, you know, making making turnovers happen. He's got a couple picks on the season, a couple fumble Recovery, so you know he's their key playmaker on defense to step up and make a
4: play. And for for Stola, his entire, I would say his progression, it's interesting. I was one thing when getting to talk with Coach Turper each week, where Stola entered the program as a DB, especially last year, moved towards linebacker, was able to to pack on some muscle, moved up from one ninety to two fifteen. And the linebacking room was so full again with guys like Matt DeSimplicis and Millie Haynes where he didn't get that many reps. But now in the absence again of those same guys, he's able to really come through. And again, like Leonard Osborne had a career day, both the tackles and the tackle for loss. There's career highs.
1: Now moving to the beautiful game. The Ithaca men's soccer team dropped their second Liberty League matchup of the season, getting blanked 2-0 at the hands of Hobart on Wednesday. However, they followed up with a strong performance yesterday afternoon, shutting out St. Lawrence at Carpwood Field. Sophomore forward Jared Krasnov had the lone goal and the win. The Ithaca women's soccer team also rebounded in their latest matchup, defeating St. Lawrence 1-0 on the road yesterday afternoon to improve to a reputable 6-2-1 record. Over to field hockey where Ithaca emerged victorious in the overtime session over the University of Scranton Wednesday night at Higgins Stadium. Junior striker Juliana Valley tallied her team-leading sixth goal of the season, while senior Alex Clough pitched her third straight shutout victory. Then, in their first Liberty League matchup of the season yesterday, the Bombers won 3-2, thanks to a pair of goals from junior midfielder Mira Beery and first-year striker Ainsley Grant, who tallied her first collegiate goal. Now let's send it to WICB's Nikita Lohman, who had a chance to interview field hockey's Alex Kloh prior to their trip to Skidmore College.
5: My first question that I have is, how much does it mean for you to win Liberty League Defensive Performer of the Week after you went 9 of 9 on save opportunities last week?
6: Um, it felt pretty good, not going to lie. Um, I knew I had played a really good game. I was really proud of my play. Um, and like, honestly, that's enough for me. I really look at it as like, I'm back there doing my job. So like, it was cool to get recognition for it, but I was really proud of myself and like my coaches and team really lifted me up for that. So that's really what meant the most to me.
5: Um, what has been your most memorable game in your time at Ithaca?
6: Ooh, um i really remember it was my sophomore year it was liberty league semifinals and we went into overtime with rochester and i didn't play it all that game i was on the sideline but like one of the most like energetic electric games i've ever gotten to be a part of and it was just so much fun especially because we won
5: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have shut out your last three opponents What has allowed you as a team to perform so well defensively?
6: Um, We've been working a lot on our defense in practice. So obviously that helps a lot too. But we're also really starting to mesh well as a team and as a defensive unit. Um, We are all like super close off the field. And so that helps a lot with trusting each other when we tell someone they can step to the ball, like really being able to trust those around you has really helped us.
5: So you'd say that as the season's gone on the team chemistry has gone up?
6: Oh, for sure, yeah.
5: Now, you've been part of some very strong teams in the past three years. How do you feel this year's team stacks up to those like chemistry-wise, performance?
6: Um, chemistry-wise, part of our program is always our team culture. That's very important to everyone on the team. Um, it's a different vibe every year. You have we have 9 new players this year, so I'd say every year it's super strong and it's just, everyone brings a different energy. So it's really fun every year to get to like explore that and bring in these new girls and show them like what our culture is. Um, Performance wise, I think every year we have strengths and we have weaknesses. Um, This year, I'm really proud of like, especially last game, the grit we've showed. And I think that's always been a strength for Ithaca field hockey is like, we don't give up. And I'm just really excited for that. (laughs)
5: As a senior, do you feel that you sort of take initiative in like introducing the freshmen and getting them like in tune with the culture of Ithaca field hockey?
6: Um. Yes and no. Our, our team, like we rely, our sophomores are very good at leading our freshmen. We have a big sister, little sister system. Um, as seniors, like I am one of the captains. We're a little bit more responsible for like setting standards of what we're wearing and things like that. But our team really does like lead from all around. And I think that's such a fantastic thing is that I bet you could talk to any one of our first years and they could list someone from every grade that has helped lead them this year and bring them into this team.
5: Great. Ithaca, you guys currently sit tied for the top spot in the Liberty league standings. How does that affect the way that you play? Or how how you are in the field?
6: Um, I mean it's cool, but we're also one C- one game into Liberty League. Um, and I know our coaches emphasize this a lot, but for me personally, like I try not to look at the listings because I don't care if we're at the top or if we're at the bottom. Like I'm still gonna go give it my all. And yeah, it's really fun to be at the top, but that can be taken away in an instant. So you got to fight like you're not.
5: So you'd say that. Generally, you guys just don't really look into that.
6: I know people who do. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't like to look at other team standings before I play. I just like to go into every game with a oh, we gotta win this mindset. Um, it really depends on the player, but our coach tells us every day like each new day, you're zero zero. You're starting a blank slate. We had an awesome win against Scranton the other day, but when we play skidmore tomorrow, that score is still zero zero.
5: So you'd say when you come off a big win, like a win in overtime, you're just out of, out of your mind. You're just ready and ready to go for the next game, like taking care of your business.
6: We I give myself like the day to be super excited about it. But the next practice, like I'm focused on my next game. I'm I'm ready to do another fight. Um, and that's what we talk about that pretty much every huddle, win or lose. It could be we lost by one today. We won by one today. Tomorrow, it's a brand new day. So, yeah, we really do try to move on quick.
5: Um, In a few weeks, you go up against William Smith College for the first time since they knocked you out in the semifinals last season. Is that a game that you circle on your calendar and you especially look forward to?
6: Any Liberty League game, I circle on my calendar. I I live for it. Um, We all get super hype, especially for some of the – the ones we've had tough losses against. So I know we'll all come out really excited for William Smith. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for that game. Yeah. But honestly, with most games, I'm really excited. I'm just happy to be here.
5: <laughs> but is that, is that a game that you'd say like maybe in like a group chat at the start of the season, you, you receive the schedule and you're like, all right, guys, this is a game that we are going to win.
6: Um, I'd say the group chat the night before William Smith, we will be in that group chat saying we're ready to win right now. Our group chat is we got skid more tomorrow. Let's go. Um, We really do. Like we take it one time, one game at a time. We know we have William Smith. We know we have Rochester coming up. We always do, but like our focus is on the next game. And we really try to keep it that way.
1: Thanks Nikita. Before we wrap the show, let's first take a look at this past week in Cornell athletics, starting with the beautiful game. Cornell Women's Soccer defeated Colgate 1-0 on Tuesday evening, thanks to a tally by junior forward Sidney Malaga. However, the Big Red were unable to win their second straight, dropping their matchup with Dartmouth 1-0 yesterday afternoon. Sticking with the beautiful game, Cornell Men's Soccer finished in a 1-1 tie with their matchup with Brown yesterday afternoon at Berman Field. First year, Alex Harris scored the lone goal in the contest, notching his sixth of the season. Over to the hardwood where the Cornell volleyball team responded from their sweep at the hands of Dartmouth on Friday with a sweep of their own yesterday, sending Harvard packing out of Newman Arena. The Big Red dominated the Crimson in all statistical categories, most notably in blocks, assists, kills, and hitting percentage. On the field, the Cornell field hockey team dropped their road matchup with Princeton on Friday afternoon, losing 3-2 to in a shootout. On the bright side, sophomore midfielder Reese Coleman and senior forward Antonia Packard combined for the two tallies, both their first of the season. On the gridiron, the Cornell football team suffered their first defeat at the hands of Colgate yesterday at Shelcott Field. Despite the Big Red leading in both total and rushing yards, the the Raiders were able to salvage their first victory of the season, completing the upset, 35-25. The Big Red will look to rebound, traveling to Harvard on Friday. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk. Special thanks to General Manager of TVR Ops, Jeremy Menard, our contributors this evening, including myself, Kyle DeSantis, Nikita Lohman, and Station Manager, Beck Legato. Be sure to check out at Bombers Radio Net on Twitter for all the latest news and updates regarding our coverage of Ithaca College Athletics. I'm Farrell Hudson, and have a great rest of your Sunday night. Ithaca Now is coming up next.